Welcome to Car Con Carne. I'm James Van Osdell. Back in the car, as it should be. And between now and episode 800, which releases on December 12th, 12-12, uh, really cool stuff. Next week, Sludgeworth. Yes, Sludgeworth. Back together, vinyl release on the way. Sludgeworth joins me. Also, Caroline Lucius, incredible up-and-coming singer-songwriter from Chicago. Caroline Lucius. We're going to meet at Handlebar in Wicker Park. We're going to do the vegetarian thing. I love Handlebar. I love Caroline Lucius. That's all next week. Episode 800 is on December 12th, and I'll get to tonight's guests. But first, let me tell you about 90 Days in the 90s, written by my friend Andy Fry. It's a time travel story, a time travel story going back to Chicago in the 1990s. If you lived through the fabled Chicago scene of the 90s, you remember, it was awesome. The music scene was fantastic. If you weren't there, you know all about it and wish you could go back in time. And that's what Darby the main character of 90 Days in the 90s does. She jumps on the gray line, which is like the green line or blue line or pink line or yellow line, only it goes back in time and it takes her back to the 90s and she relives all that stuff, all the pop culture, all the nostalgia. It is December 1st as I'm recording this. The holidays are on the way. Can I recommend 90 Days in the 90s? Uh, if you order from 90daysinthe90s.com, you won't get all my notes and loose papers in the book. You'll just get it autographed by Andy Fry. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show. James Van No disrespect to the other members of the band. I'm glad it's just you two. <laughs> Let me explain. Back when I started the podcast, it was kind of charming and novel to have a lot of people in the car at the same time. Yeah. yeah. The charm's kind of worn off. I like it. <laughs> I, I like having a more manageable number in the car with me. True. Hey, true. you know what? We already cut two people. What's another two more? That's oh, dang. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> you are a it's slimmer. Like that, you it? are a slimmer Marina City than the last time we did an interview in my car. Marina City is the band. They are my guests. I have Ryan and Eric from Marina City in the car. We're on the south side. We're in Bridgeport, uh, right outside Freddy's, which is pretty much an institution here. And you've wasted no time. We're going to talk about Marina City, but the food is hot. You both got Urminators. Oh, Urminators. my God. Did you try it? Are Dude, you I, just, I took a bite. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Dude, it, it looks so good. Look at this. Where, where is the camera? What, right what's there? even on it? Yeah. This is so much look bigger this, than I thought. Look at this burger. Here. It's got... Like look, yeah. So it's got peppers on it. It's got onions. It's got I don't know cheese maybe. Dude, it's it just the bun. It's the bun that sometimes a bun can make a real good burger. A bun can make a real good oh, burger. Man. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Uh, and I got because we're on the south side. Something that I don't think. Oh, here we go. Something that I don't think gets enough respect is the pizza puff. Yep, made from scratch. Mm -hmm. yeah, and right. you know it's Show good because. <laughs> It is, it is threatening to break free from its paper bag <laughs> confines. I just went with the basic sausage pizza puff. The classic. It's really hard to eat in a car. There was so many options, though, that I was like, oh, oh, my God, that looks amazing. And I told you guys to order in advance because I know this place is slow. Oh, okay. And that's why I'm like, just give me your order. I'll have it ready. And it, it kind of timed. It was like a ballet. It was, it like was. precision timed. All right, I'm spinning in here. <laughs> and I want you to appreciate, you can't really see on camera, I'm wearing my Obvious Plant Corn Man t-shirt. Do you guys follow Obvious Plant? 
No. That's social. Funniest social media account out there. I'll uh, have to check that out. Yes. Obvious plant. Like, obvious... It's obviously a corn. Or, like, obviously, like a... <laughs> I'll, I'll s- go check it out. <laughs> check it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, that's probably the worst plant. There could have been other plants that I said. Like, but a ficus, but... I have a feeling it's not actually plants. There, no, this is the most <laughs> caloric thing I think I'll eat all week. Like, bar none. There's nothing that could be more caloric than one that of those. That is very true. We appreciate you letting loose for yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for really giving up <laughs> on your cheat day. On your well, cheat day for us, man. That's amazing. Here's the thing. Rolling off Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I had my birthday two nights ago or three nights ago. Oh, happy birthday. Thank happy you. <laughs> and I say that not to receive accolades, but more to bring home the point that I've been eating like a jackass for seven days straight. Between Thanksgiving and my birthday, <laughs> I've not given my body a chance to even think about recovery. What, what and was a birthday dinner? Uh, Superdog. Nice. Oh. I mean, you're Chicago through and through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went you're with the, the the Whipski dog, which is their version of a Polish. Mm. Delightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, now I'm having a pizza puff. I swear to Christ, I need to start eating sticks <laughs> or, or something. <laughs> You and me both. Uh-huh. You know, what I did for most of 2022, I'm still kind of doing it, is um, intermittent fasting. And, like... That sounds like torture. So, hold on. When I stopped, uh, there was times where I would follow an app, and it would tell me, okay, you can't eat at this time for this long, whatever. Now, I just make sure that I eat between noon and eight. And I eat whatever the hell I want between noon and eight. But... And it's not supposed to be that way, but like, you're not supposed to eat after eight and not try to eat before noon. And honestly, now it's pretty easy. Now, actually, after eight's a little tough sometimes. What time is it right now? Are we almost there? We're almost there. Yeah, I'm uh, but right, you seem like someone who has one of those metabolisms that doesn't need to worry about intermittent fasting. Yeah, I know, but I'm just gonna. That's, that's the real deal. <laughs> right. This dude was best man in my wedding, and he was like, "All right, I got to get in shape for Eric's wedding and make him look even worse than he already does." Dude was that's running. That's what really happened. No, 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 no. Dude was running <laughs> marathons. I was like, "We are for his bachelor party. Our thing was, uh, uh, we did a tough mutter." And I was like, "Dude, I don't know. Do you know what a tough mutter is, Mm-mm. JVO? It's basically <laughs> like a marathon. It was, uh, it was 10k." 15k 10 10 miles 10 oh, yeah, miles about 15 k so 15k 10 miles where we had to go through slog through mud swim through stuff climb up things come down things it was insane wait I'm the obstacle so, course so where were the where did the hookers stand were they at the beginning <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the course <laughs> we were the hookers <laughs> we, were the, we were the ones getting fucked the whole time <laughs> true story i've never been to a bachelor party Really? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I had two weddings, so if I have a third one, I'll have you go. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was for the same woman. Yeah, you just, made that like sound really wild. <laughs> You've had two weddings. Yeah, basically, uh, you know, we got we decided I decided to propose to her in, t- in 2019. So in 2020, we were going to have our wedding. It got canceled, so we had a small wedding. Got it. I, th- I thought you were on your second, second wife. <laughs> That'd be crazy. By 30, by 29, second wife? Dude, I'm like Ross Geller. You're like someone in Florida. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> That's just what they do. Uh, so Marina City is here, a portion of them. And again, we're glad it's a reduced number, a fraction of, of the band. <laughs> no longer cute to pack the car. Although, the, I mentioned this to you guys before we started recording. The heating is broken in my car. <laughs> So, I, the more bodies, the merrier. 
there's a, I think it's a resistor motor. It means that when I turn on the heat or air conditioning, nothing comes on unless I crank it all the way to four, four settings. If I turn it to four, I get intense hot air. So when I'm driving by myself, I'm either turning it to four for three minutes or sitting in no heat. Like there's no balance. <laughs> so right now we're, we're coasting on the heat that I cranked up before you walked in the car and just the heat that three hot men generate <laughs> with hot food. And I'm hoping to carry that for the rest of the uh, interview here. My dad says I'm full of hot air, so I think we're going to be all right. That's what dads do. Is, yep. How am I supposed to? I can't finish this. This is. I mean, I kid. I mean, I'm gonna finish this. <laughs> I like how you're being modest. Mm-hmm. Is that sausage? Yeah. Oh. Good man. You got to do that. Yeah, my favorite pizza of all time, and we get it every year for my birthday because my birthday is February second. Lands usually around the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And usually all the guys and their wives, girlfriends, all come over and we watch the Super Bowl together, and then we order. Um, out by us, it's called Vita Bella, and we get uh, sausage and jardinier mm, pizza, mm-hmm. and then we get a Portillo's chocolate cake. That's literally mm-hmm. been the tradition Magic. since, I don't like 10, 12 years ago now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think my two favorite pizzas are sausage, green pepper, and onion, mm-hmm. mm. and then Italian beef and jardinier. Mm. I didn't know until we were in Rhode Island that jardinier is just a Chicago thing. It really is. Yep. I literally, they were like, what do you guys want on your pizza? And I said, you guys like sausage jardinier? They're like, what is that? And I had to explain to them what that was, and I didn't understand why they didn't understand. Yeah, I remember going to a subway on tour and was like, yeah, can I get some jardinier? And they looked at me like, I hit the Wasn't that in Indiana? (laughs) Yeah, it was in Indiana. It was right across the border. Those fancy Illinois boys ordering their subway with jardinier. (laughs) We need to get jardinier and everything. You need the spice. You don't get spice, Mm -hmm. it ain't nice. Do you have a favorite? Well, um, mm, I would say I like when things are sweet hot. Like, are you talking, is that what you're asking me? Yeah, or like a favorite brand. Oh, um, Ooh. no, Ooh. I don't really, I don't think I got a favorite brand. I will say for my advent calendar uh, this year, <laughs> uh, I have an advent calendar that's only hot sauces. So I get 25 hot sauces. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, I opened one today. Incredible. It was sriracha, uh, like a sriracha kind of chili thing. It was pretty good. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to finish all 25 hot sauce. I should have brought it today. I was picturing I a Jardinera advent calendar where one day it's like a carrot and then, a, <laughs> then an olive and then, and then, then an olive. It, that would actually be awesome. I, I got, my son likes metal and he no. likes, he likes new metal. He likes that whole period. Okay. Uh, Corn has a branded hot sauce called Here to Slay. Oh, so, that's awesome. <laughs> so that's going under his, his tree. Or that's a dream. The, if any hot sauce people are listening, Marine City would love to make a hot sauce. We all like hot sauce, so. Everyone, yeah. 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 No. Especially in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I like a. What, like would, a the, sweet what would the name be? Oh, um, maybe Marina Sauce. Marina mm. Saucy. No, ma- well, if we can make a marinara sauce, that'd Mar- be great too. Marina. Marinara City. Yeah, yeah, of course. Marina Spitty? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, I think you got to work on one of the song names for, for your base. Yeah. I think you're right. Well, we got Addicted. That can work. Cravings, we got one. Ooh. So, yeah. I mean, we got, yeah. you know, money. <laughs> so, we got options. You do have options. Actually, I want to make a glaze, too, because we have a song called Glaze. Like a brown sugar honey glaze thing would be really good. Mmm. Delightful. Well, let me grab my notes. As you know, I, I, I have prepared. notes. I prepared. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious about this interview shit. Uh, all right. So the new release, Welcome, or uh, it's The Simulation. Yep, The Simulation. Mm-hmm. That's it. The Simulation. Um, Welcome to The Simulation is how it opens. Mm-hmm. A big, dramatic instrumental sort of thing uh this was crowdfunded 
Yeah. A million years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like you were crowdfunding this back before we met. That's how long it's been. <laughs> yeah, I think we feel like we that for us too. Yeah, <laughs> we did a we did an interview you and I in quarantine or in like some of that, and I don't remember if we talked about it or if it was before or after. But yeah, it's been a long time. But that's I'll be honest, it's not the way that I wanted it to be. We thought we were going to get it out last year, but um, mm-hmm. we had a there's a lot of other uh, things that go that happened that didn't. Let us do that. And those things being the pandemic and American Idol. Well, actually, not really. You know? yeah. <laughs> All that would have been fine. It was more the team that we were working with. Um, and, and really not to point, I mean, it's not like they're ever going to listen to us, but it was just really, really slow. They might listen to this. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's just say yeah. <laughs> it was really, really slow and we were pulling teeth to get, or I'll, I'll put it this way. We were finishing, I had to re-record some vocals for the song Feelings the night that we submitted to our distributor. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. And we were recording this. The first song we recorded was February 2020. February 28th, 2020. Yeah. Wow. And and we, had that uh, song, we had that song done before the pandemic even happened. And we finished recording it on September 11th, 2022. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Uh, feelings that's anti-drug message? No. Hmm. No, well, it's not, actually. Um, I would say it's anti-drug. Sure, I mean, <laughs> sure, I guess. I mean, I, a, a like, warning I, at the very yeah, least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we just, cautionary tale. Yeah, uh, cautionary tale. Cautionary. We had just someone in our lives that was very, very dramatic and very, very, can get really scary and oftentimes because of some drug-induced situation that they would get involved in and it was like during the day they were super cool but like four o'clock five o'clock it like all of a sudden changed like they were a completely different person and uh when we finally got out broke from the chains of their grip um we started writing that song and actually what's funny is that this song was rewritten because they actually knew the song it was their favorite demo of ours but then when we left i was like i'm just gonna re-change this to be petty and be it about them instead. <laughs> so that's what we did. And you guys being tough mutters, I mean, you don't you don't have time. <laughs> you don't have time for drugs. No, no. <laughs> you see all this food that I'm eating. This is my drug. This is why yeah. I can't. Same, same. <laughs> By the way, the pizza puff gone. gone. Bravo! You Thank did you. it. <laughs> Thank you. It's not a competition. The struggle was real. <laughs> it's not a competition. <laughs> uh, but all that like gooey mozzarella cheese and the mm. sausage. Mm magic here's the thing i've been sitting on this gift card for freddie since maybe april of 2020 when i worked for when i worked for the radio station uh you see kids radio is a thing people used to listen to in their cars <laughs> uh when i worked for the radio station we did this like coupon campaign with local businesses like it was like groupon so you spend 25 bucks you get a 50 dollar coupon and freddie's was one of the people who bought in so i bought a coupon and i haven't had a chance to use it and i thought marina city I honestly love that you thought of us for this, and it was absolutely amazing. So, it was. It was Freddie, yeah. shout out. I Freddy. say, this is the second time you brought us to an incredible place. Yeah. What was oh, yeah, that? Yeah. Uh, City Barbecue. Uh-huh. City Barbecue. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, a little flashback. This was several years ago with Marina City. We went to City Barbecue, and they gave us, I think it's called the Motherload, which is literally every item on their menu. Dude, it was incredible. It was impressive. And we finished it. Yeah, we made all gone. I mean, we we, we, were, we went through it. I'm so proud of us. Yeah. <laughs> 
We're a food band. This you is, know, we're, uh, yeah, we, we are. We're actually. We always talk about how we're actually foodies. We just play music. Mm-hmm. Like we just. We love food. We play music just so we can eat food in different, in different areas. Well, yeah. see, here's the thing. People tell me that I'm a foodie. I, I think of a foodie as someone who knows all the places in Fulton Market, who tell, who can tell you all the different chefs. Touche. Touche, yeah. For we me, being a foodie is, where am I going to get a breaded steak sandwich? Where am yeah. I going to get a pizza puff, a hot dog? I want I want to know this stuff. I want. Yes. Anytime we go on tour, we always, always, always ask the locals, all right, what's the cool spot we can't get in the city? Yep. Yeah. We were just in Joplin. We asked them, they're like, uh... Taco Bell? Like, no, we oh, didn't no. get Taco Bell. <laughs> no, no, no. no. no not ta- so what we ended up getting was this Chinese wings place. Like, they they uh, they serve Chinese food with wings, like buffalo wings. And that was that was pretty good, actually. Yeah, crazy. Speaking of which, if you're ever on the north, northwest side, Great Sea on Lawrence by, I think, in between maybe Kedzie and Kimball. Uh, same basic thing. It's one of those Chinese uh, restaurants with, like, a 50-page menu. But really, the only thing they serve there are their wings. These, I think they're like Korean wings, oh, and they're man. lollipop wings. So it's the oh, bone, and you kind of oh my gosh, and that's right in my neck of the woods. Is it? You should totally go there. It's like just east, I think, of the L stop. Oh yeah, the Brown Line. That's exactly where it is. Um, it's amazing, and seriously, you'll see people lined up with for carryout. All they're getting are those wings. Oh, wow. Same thing. What and you you'll uh, great seas or great right. sea or great seas. Uh, your nose will run, your head will sweat. That's what I loved it. Yeah, it's the dream. <laughs> speaking That's my the language. Dream. Yeah, not a not a glamorous <laughs> dining experience. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about music. You are a band, after mm-hmm. all, a food band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on this release, Ryan, uh, it seems like you're really pushing yourself. Like Thank you're really, you. You're really stretching your vocals, and like this is your statement, dude. Not only does that mean a lot, just if anyone said it, but from you, that means a lot. I know I'm not supposed to turn my head, but I got I got to look at you when I said <laughs> that. Seriously, I, I mean, I, I, it really does mean a lot. We um, we had a lot of time to sit and think about this record and what we wanted it to be, and we scrapped it and started over, scrapped it and started over, and I just knew, for me, my part in it, I just wanted to have the ability to say something more than just like a relationship love record. And I wanted also to be able to uh, just showcase just different styles or different things that I could do vocally wise so that it, it's cool to hear that you noticed that. I mean, Eric, do you hear it? I mean, you've been oh. with, with him, I mean, all these years. Oh yeah, no, I remember when we were writing it, especially even just, even just uh, lyrically, like I think, I think Ryan was really, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think Ryan was a little nervous, and we were all kind of nervous because we were jumping into territory that we'd never been before. We were trying to say, you know, trying to be more political and like more outspoken about things that we're seeing in our world. And mm-hmm. and I think it was a it was a terrifying transition for all of us, but I think especially it's a different it's a different animal for Ryan when he has to stand in front of right. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he gets you know he's in the firing squad, so. <laughs> Well, when I think about your vocals, yeah. and again, the simulation is the new release for Marina City. Uh, Roses, the last song, is the one that jumps out. This is a an incredibly powerful, emotive song. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, I, this can't be storytelling. This has to be some, about a personal experience. No. Yeah, this is um, my grandfather. So actually, crazy, we actually wrote this song in 2015, like weeks after my grandfather passed away. And I was trying to write down what I was feeling at that time. And then we 
we're going to put it on our record called Terminal. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, if you look at the artwork for Terminal, there's two roses on it, and it was supposed to symbolize that that song. Basically, there's like That's a crazy. there's a blooming rose, and then there's like a digitally dying rose. And like Terminal, the whole record for that was to show duality on how things can, uh, you know, like it, it, like a terminal can be sickness and it can also be a new beginning kind of thing. So that's what that record was. And we were basing off roses, but then in the end we decided to use uh, better weather mm-hmm. as the slow song on that record. And then we just kind of like shelved roses for how many years is that? Seven, yeah, seven so, years. Yeah. And, uh, granted we were writing this record and then we were thinking, how can this record end Again, the idea of this record is that it's just a circle. If you never turn it off, it's like it's supposed to keep playing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. We just felt that Roses would be a perfect ending of saying like, you know, everything dies and everything lives. So mm-hmm. um, it felt like it, it, it went right with this. Yeah. So this release is really your Lion King. This is all about the circle. <laughs> this is the Yeah. Yeah, actually, this is the Look circle. Look at Elton John over yeah. here. <laughs> This record is a circle of life, you know, but it was Eric's idea that was like, all right, we need to make this a um, concept record or, or a semi-concept record. Mm-hmm. I remember we had the song, I had all the lyrics finished for this whole record. And then he was like, what would you think if it, like, we just made like a whole story with this record instead? And I was like, well, none of these lyrics really fit for that. He's like, but what if we did? And I was like, damn. <laughs> so I like rewrote, um, like probably 75 80% of all the lyrics of every song to so it it tells a little bit of a story. I love that. Yeah. I, I, I feel like we and I've said this before, we live in such an a la carte culture. Yeah. Look at the way people consume music to actually take a step back as an artist and create something that is it has a cohesiveness to it. And yeah. you know, one one artistic vision. These songs represent yeah. Marina City in 2022. Yeah. Well, uh, to be honest, it's it. That's kind of how we wrote music. Is very a la carte. Is yeah. like we were always just trying to write the coolest single that we possibly could, you know. And then all of our EPs ended up just being a collection of sort of really eclectic singles. Yeah. So this became, you know, once the pandemic hit, we were like, we have time to really dive into a a project, like a whole project. Like let's make this one cohesive piece, you know, that has some cool individual parts as well so i think that was that was the challenge that we really kind of sought after when writing this record was to try and make it one cohesive piece because frankly it's something we've never really done before nina simone said that i believe it was nina simone i hope it was so i'm gonna butcher it but basically she said that an artist's job is to reflect the world that it's living in i feel like this record the idea of it was that I wasn't necessarily wanting to give an opinion on anything. I just wanted to almost like hold up a mirror yeah. to society and be like, this is what is happening. Like, this is like, whether you like it or not, this is literally what's going on right now. And hopefully, like, I'm like a time capsule, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years from now, you know, 20 years from now, we could look at it and be like, during that time when they were recording that and released it, that's what the world was at that moment. And you're not Rage Against the Machine. So the, the, lyrics, right. the lyrics are obtuse enough that they can be interpreted. It's not a ham-fisted. Look, I, I'm not. I'm not educated enough to be uh, raised against the machine, and I'm not saying that. And that's why I don't. I don't. I'm not giving you opinion. I just like, hey, I saw this. It's almost like a, like a ticker, a ticker tape at the bottom of like a news thing. You're just reading mm-hmm. stuff yeah. that's happening at that time. 
you know, a lot of bands, most bands, are, are happy with a song that has one hook. On Youth, you said, you know what, fuck it. We're going to put two big, memorable hooks in this one. <laughs> we're we're going to make sure the, the pre-chorus and the chorus are big and memorable and, and are fighting for dominance on this song. <laughs> man, that's high praise. Oh, I literally man, never dude, thought about yo, that song as having two hooks. It does. It totally Thank does. Thank you. I, I think that's the standout song. Interestingly, it, it's not wow. the first or second song. Maybe that's strategic. Yeah. Uh, because this, to me, sounds... I mean, this is so singly. Actually, it was the first single that we released, but we did it only because we did it because we wanted it to be like a knock in the teeth, mm-hmm. to be like, "Hey, this is what the record's going to sound like." You can expect yeah. it to be a little bit more, I don't know, uh, just a little bit more aggressive, a little mm-hmm. bit more of that. Yeah. You wanted and it to be a wake up call. A wake up call, yeah. And sometimes I feel like the first single in a record should always be like. Oh, wake up! Yeah, go check this out, and then usually like maybe the second rec- second single is the one that you know that like everyone will really like drag into, but they already look are looking at you, and also <laughs> to be like straight with you is like one or two of the only songs that were finished by the time we were trying to release singles, so it worked out in our favor. <laughs> I love that. Well, and Glaze, which comes before it, uh, yeah. definitely more slow to mid tempo, kind of yeah. a dreamy, yeah, vibe yeah. to that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we wanted it. Um, so like. You know, there's multiple narrators in this record, and in uh, in Glaze, it's the it's the antagonist basically, uh, and it's supposed to be like Ka from Jungle Book, um, like manipulating or or you very know seductive, seductive, yeah. yeah, trying to bring you in, like very quiet, so you have to kind of turn up a little bit and get a little closer, see what's going on, and then Youth, the next song, is supposed to be like. Like kind of like a struggle between that. It's like the like fighting back what just happened. Speaking of struggles, let's talk about God and the devil. Let's talk about yeah. <laughs> uh, what you talked about throwing a bunch of different styles and yeah. approaches into this. Uh, Hurt me is your gospel song. <laughs> Whew, a gospel song. You know that's actually really interesting. I love that. You you have some crazy takes. Yeah. That I, I'm about it. Crazy? Yeah. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say crazy. Good crazy. Thank you. Um. <laughs> see the cops watching it's so funny <laughs> that's a really cop heavily area dude here. we're in Bridgeport yeah <laughs> this, this, come on um yeah so hurt me you know Bruce Springsteen said that you sing uh blues in the verse and gospel in the chorus and it's something that hmm. I take very heavily and what I try to do a lot with this record and with just songwriting in general and what he means by that is that the verses are mostly personal to the songwriter. And maybe you wouldn't understand it too much or maybe someone else wouldn't, but that's okay because it's personal to them. It's their life story. It's what's going on. Mm-hmm. But in the chorus, it's gospel in the sense that everyone can sing it. Yeah. Everyone can understand it. Everyone can connect to it. That's why, for example, like Shake It Off by like friggin' uh, Taylor Swift. Like that's like the chorus is gospel where everyone can sing, shake it off, shake it off, you know, and all that stuff. And then in the verses, she's talking about her failed relationships or how she's in too many of them or whatever the case talking is. Talking about paparazzi. You know, not paparazzi. relatable to us every right. day. Right, exactly. <laughs> not in Bridgeport. No, not in Bridgeport. Not in Bridgeport. <laughs> um, but, but, but I think what's interesting that you said about Hurt Me is because I feel like what that you said it was our gospel song is because I think that most of the song is pretty simple that anyone could digest it mm-hmm. like and anyone could feel it so it's yeah. it's really cool that you said that um but you know the the main hook hurt me hurt me hurt me 
is you know anyone can say that and you don't have to know my life story to know that that is so that cuts deep and the hurt me hurt me hurt me i mean that's done with a fair amount of fragileness yeah yeah delicateness on your part self-deprecation yeah yeah guilty yeah i i love it and knowing that you guys thought of this as a complete artistic work almost enhances my already positive thoughts about this i I love knowing that (laughs) thank you thank you I, i i again i wish more bands started going in that direction i think that will happen mm-hmm. i do think that everything goes in a circle it does I mean, you know i think that like this like this release exactly yeah, yeah. and i think uh like you've seen i was just talking to eric about this recently you've seen a lot of bigger artists releasing a lot of songs mm-hmm. and a, on a record mm-hmm. you know like back it's like let's, you know how many times you hear just release singles just release eps stuff like that don't nobody cares about a full length but then like every artist now is like all right here's a 21 song record here's this and like i think some of it is because you know they're trying to get as much streaming numbers as possible so there's definitely a strategy on that and the other part of it too is like the the one downside of it is like did you write 21 great songs or did you just like try to get that you know there's something to be said about that quality over quantity exactly however obviously people feel like hey i want to put out more work i want to um experience more i want to see what's going on Mm -hmm. so well you see how culture has shifted and back in the downloading era of Napster, et cetera. It was, you know, song by song. And then, hey, iTunes came along and you could start buying songs for 99 cents right. a piece. And that right. was the mentality. Right. Now we're at a stage where you can buy records at Target and Walmart and people are more comfortable with going back to this long form mm-hmm. release. It's well, much more mainstream than it's been in literal decades. Yeah, think I, about really, it. I really hope it stays that way. Honestly, it's, it's, it's so much fun to write this way. And I think, I mean, we have briefly talked about what our next project looks like. And I think, I think we're, we're having fun with this sort of long format, um, writing style. So I, I think that's, that'll be maybe the formula from the jump this time instead of halfway through. Uh, I, I gotta say, I kind of buried the lead. We haven't even talked about American Idol. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I went down the Marina city rabbit hole and like from from a journalistic perspective, I should have led with Idol. Yeah, I yeah, most people do. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well, what uh, Idol? So is, how was it? Yeah, yeah, is, Idol was such an experience that I think um, opened my eyes a lot to a lot of things. Um, first of all, it opens my eyes. First of all, I want to say that it was a great experience. It was a fun experience. People on the show were amazing. The cast was amazing. The The crew was amazing. It was a great opportunity. With all that said, I felt like I opened my eyes to, one, the smoke and mirrors of the industry and how things really kind of, like, play out. Mm-hmm. And then it also opened my eyes to, like, honestly, how far along I am as a vocalist, as a musician... And what I've been able to accomplish prior to even getting to that show. And the reason why I bring that up is that there are multiple times that they would ask us, with a raise of hands, how many of you have played on a stage that this big? And me and maybe like a handful of people would raise their hands. How many of you have played in front of 300 people before? And me and only a handful would raise their hands. The kids that were on the show, and I really mean that because I was literally the oldest person <laughs> on the show. You can only be 28 on the show. I was like turning 29 and I was able to do it. None of them, or I shouldn't say none of them, but most of them, most have never done, 
have never played a show before. I've never sang out of their out of their bedroom before mm-hmm. and have never done all those things. And the thing that really opened my eyes was that they were trying to win the show to do exactly what I already do. Interesting. I get that. It was like, you. so like, what do you want to do? What do you hope the show will do? They say, I hope that one day uh, my songs will be on the radio. I hope to tour. I hope to get fans. I hope to uh, do this, have a show, a song on a show, stuff like that. Get a bunch of people to follow and get, and I was like, okay, well, I did a Kickstarter and we raised $37,000 from fans. I, JVO, mm-hmm. one of the big reasons why we got music in radio. Uh, we've had songs on, on licensing opportunities. We've sold out shows. We toured. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm going on this show to go win something that I already have. It's an interesting perspective and an important one. Yeah, and, and, and it, it honestly helped a lot when, I mean, of course I was bummed when I got kicked off. I got kicked off around like, it was right before the top 24. So like I was actually the first one eliminated uh, when they were going into the, the top 24. Um, and, it, and at first it, it hurt because I think actually what hurts more is that no one will ever see the experience like I did. It never yeah. really, it never really showed me on TV, but I had some incredible moments that I will only be able to remember. But like, dude, I had a standing ovation from the judges every single performance I did in Hollywood. That's amazing. Every performance, and the the comments that they said were absolutely like mind-boggling. I I couldn't believe that they went as far in, to say a lot of those things, and it just built me up a lot. And I was thinking like, well, I don't know how. How do I go home from this? This is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I realized too, like, what is it that a show wants to do? Well, one, they want to tell a story, which is obvious, right? That's what everyone wants to do. Baseball, football, basketball, mm-hmm. they still want to tell stories and everything that they of do. Course. And you know, but at the same time, they're like, How can we <clears throat> mold something the way that we want to mold it? How can we build it the way we want to build it? How can we, you know, it so it's like Everyone on the show that by the time I got kicked off, everyone on the show could be American Idol. They're absolutely incredible. But it only could be one and might as well be the one that they can make yeah. whatever story they want to do with. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you took what you needed to take away right. from it. Now, Eric, as this was going on, I know you're all supportive. You guys are like <laughs> brothers. Oh, yeah. But are you thinking, oh, shit, what happens if he if he goes farther? Is the band done? What, do we need to find a new singer? Do we need to... Like take, take an ad out in the entertainer if people still do that? I mean, you know, I, I think we... I think we'd be lying if we said we weren't a little nervous uh, for what the possible future could hold. But at the same time, like, I mean, we had so many different conversations. And and what I told Ryan when he was going through it is I was like, look, man, you did this all yourself. You you are not here because of Marina City. You're here because of your voice. Mm -hmm. You achieved this. And if you decide to bring Marina City into the fold... We are obviously more than happy to be there with you. If you want this to be your solo venture, you deserve that as well. And I think uh, Ryan <clears throat> decided to kind of balance both at the same time, and, and uh, it was it was magic. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you scratch your solo itch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I came out with the solo record in May, and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple other solo songs that I was that I kind of writing. What's great is that I like a lot of different styles of music. Clearly, and <laughs> and we really are trying to hone in on the Marina City sound. And sometimes a song that I'm writing doesn't fit that. And mm-hmm. now I don't feel like well that has to be just in the trash and I'll never see it light of day. Now I feel like I hey I can just release it and you know as a Ryan Argas thing and 
and, and you know feel good about it. You know, so um, I I'm very lucky that there's a crossover with that between fans too, and it's been mm-hmm. it's been really cool to see the support on both sides and feel like it's just two different kind of artists and go from there. All right, so in summary, the simulation is available for streaming ingestion. Uh, you can buy it on Bandcamp. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm just assuming. So. <laughs> oh no, no. I don't know that for a fact. I just assume that that's what you're doing. Uh, and then here we're recording this on December first, 2022. You talked about your solo release this year. We talked about the simulation. Uh, what's the next year going to hold for you guys? Hopefully, well, lots of shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're we're talking about getting back together and writing. So figuring yeah. out what the next project looks like. like already. Don't, don't let the uh, the moss grow under you or whatever the metaphor exactly. is. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, again, this day and age is just like, you know, what have you done for me lately? So it's like, now this record's a month old. So and people are just like, what's the next song? But you know, the flip side is this is this record's a month old for everybody else. For this, yeah. For us, this record yeah. is almost two years old. Right. So yeah. We've been feeling the itch for a while. So yeah. we're really excited. And I think you know the other thing too is, I really want to build. Um, you know, this is, it's it's so, uh, I, I hate that I'm saying this, but like really building more of our online presence with our fans and connecting with them more in the sense that in, in this simulation, we are creating a, an alternative reality game basically with this. And we've been able to send riddles and clues and, and puzzles and stuff like that with our fans to complete and then connect with each other. And I want to keep doing that, really play off of that a little mm-hmm. bit more and more and more. Um, just so that fans, there's a community amongst Marina City. We're called Marina City, so there should be a city uh, behind it, right? Yeah, so, dude, I, I've, got, <laughs> I've got the Oculus headset. How do we get this in the metaverse? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The Marinaverse. <laughs> the Marinaverse, yeah. <laughs> so I, I would love to really explore that as much as we can and, and just give people more experiences of... I mean, I think the live show, I mean, obviously I'm pretty biased, but I think the live show has been really cool mm-hmm. with the new music and, and Eric set up all these different lights for it and just a different, you know, it's a it's a performance, it's a show, it's yeah. an, an entertainment. So I just want to show that to as many people as possible. I love it. Guys, thank you for doing this. Thanks for thank eating you. irresponsible food with me. <laughs> I, I know you're always good for it. You're always <laughs> anytime. good for it. Anytime. Literally anytime. <laughs>